Ben Bailey-Smith here. And Sasha Bates. And this is part two of our special bonus episode to answer some of your questions and explore some of ours from the podcast that puts your favourite fictional TV folk on the couch. Coming up, we are going to look at the ghosts that didn't get put into therapy from our live show, right? Mm. And we're going to ask, is Homer Simpson, who keeps popping up, by mm-hmm. the way, more and more, we're going to ask if he's abusive. And um, we're obviously going to look at all your, your brilliant suggestions and see if they're going to they're gonna make it up onto the STB wall. We'll see. As ever, it's a no-holds-barred chat with me and Sash. You know, anything could pop up, so apologise for any fruity language that might come in or any spoilers that we revisit or visit for the first time i mean you wouldn't expect anything less would you it's shrink the inbox all right let's kick this off with an email from owen who says hey sasha and ben firstly thank you for the podcast it does that special thing of allowing us to revisit our favorites it also allows us to review them their motivations and their, their fears, desires, anxieties, etc. All the while being guided by two brilliant hosts. Oh, well, that's that's very kind. <laughs> Owen says, I've listened to every episode despite not knowing who some of the characters are. It doesn't really lessen my enjoyment of the conversations. I hope you both get to do this for as long as you both wish to. And I know I'll be listening until then. Wow, that's... Uh, oh, lovely. I feel like we, Thanks, we, we don't have any T-shirts, Owen, but <laughs> I'm sending you a, a, a metaphorical T-shirt of, of love, an STBT. <laughs> and he says, P.S., if you feel like revisiting Better Call Saul, please do a two-hander with Kim and Mike. Mm, Great idea. Yeah. And I think, look, we, we broke the rule with sex education. I, I think we can do it again. I'd, I'd love to go back to Sopranos. I'd love to go back to The Wire. And I'd definitely love to go back to Better Call Saul. So I think at some point it will happen. That's mad, isn't it, that people listen? I had a friend that didn't want to listen. Mm. You you had a friend that did listen despite, you know, the spoilers. I've had a few friends tell me that, actually, that they don't mind hearing the, the podcast without having watched the show. Mm. In a way, it's a bit like if you tell somebody about a friend of yours, you say, oh, my God, I've got this friend. You'll never believe what they did. Hmm. Even if you don't know the friend they're talking about, you can still be interested <laughs> in a good story. Yeah, that's true. So it's working. It's working. Or at least it's working for these guys. So thank you. And I guess if it's not working, you just don't listen anymore. So No. <laughs> I, can, I can call you whatever I want right now. Um, <laughs> this is an interesting one, Sash. Uh, last mm-hmm. week, Ben from Birmingham gave us a, a really compelling argument as to why we should cover Homer Simpson. And he's not the first and he won't be the last. But here's a different take mm. uh, from Izzy, who says, Hey, just discovered the pod today and have already recommended to friends and family. Thanks, Izzy. I'd love to hear your thoughts on Homer Simpson as an abusive father. And his relationship with Marge, his alcoholism, and other relationships. Thanks, mm. Izzy. Now that is because we laugh. We just laugh at it. Oh, he's yeah. drinking a beer again. But he is an alcoholic. <laughs> yeah. There's no question about it. I mean, he's a man with issues. I mean, this is the 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 kind of the problem with comedies in that they represent things in a way that we're meant to laugh at exactly. it. And if we get if we look into it yeah, too you down, deeply, you kill the comedy. You kill the comedy. And exactly. the comedy is the point. The Simpsons has to have jokes. But yeah. I guess because we've lived with Homer for so long now. Yeah. Thirty five years, something mm. like that. I mean, it's an insane amount of time. And also the, to have it, someone in our living room. It's his like family. And also his kids are so resilient despite he, he's trying yeah. to fuck them up on so many levels. And he's strangled but Bart so, a million yeah. times. 
Yeah, and but they're the, still so close. They've got Marge to counteract him, of course. Yeah, and, um, and, and what an incredible woman Marge is. They, you could fall on either side. I mean, I'd never thought of it this way before mm. because it's a comedy, but you could ask those questions. Mm. I mean, nobody should be str- strangling their son, so. No, <laughs> no, it's a, yeah. But it, it, it's because Tricky it's comedy, it's a, it's a, it's a and, slapstick moment. Yeah, his and eyes it's pop cart- out of his head. Exactly, and it's a cartoon, yeah. so yes, <laughs> we could get away with uh, strangling not looking too terrifying. All right, we've got some quick fire suggestions here. Oh, right, great. From Cheryl, who says, I just wanted you to know that I love the show. Right now, I'm having trouble finding interesting material, and, fi- and this filled the gap and more i love the omar and tony soprano episodes in particular so here we go some interesting characters to put in the chair for you harry ambrose in the sinner river tam in the firefly show detective alec hardy in broadchurch Mm. sarah linden or stephen holder in the killing anyone on the last kingdom that's been asked for a couple times isn't it doctor who 10th doctor in particular david tennant so she's very specific but she's got a <laughs> wide range. I think she's got a bit of an obsession with David Tennant. Stuff and David Tennant pops up more than once. <laughs> as a yes, I can and definitely a go along with being forced to watch more of David Tennant. I, yeah, jo- I love join you Tennant. in your obsession there. Did you uh, watch Cheryl? Broadchurch? Yeah, I really enjoyed it. Good stuff. Mm. Yeah. And who else we got? Jasmine, who says, Hey, Bo, thanks for the pod. I am a psychotherapist. Ooh, another and one. Find your analysis fascinating. Great characters so far. Could I suggest Harvey Specter from Suits? Is that Meghan Markle's show? It is, isn't oh, it? Oh, I think, I think you're right. Yes, yeah. I've not watched it. And the way he defends against the impact of his early relationships, especially with his mother. Oh, sounds a bit mm. Tony Soprano. Like does a little bit. Defends against I was the... never tempted by Suits, but maybe this Harry Specter and, and the prospect of early yeah. Meghan might, yeah. <laughs> might watch the pilot. Well, Who that knows? makes it sound interesting um, it, if there's yeah, a... Does. Yeah. A difficult mother in there. All right, we promised you ghosts, so after the break, we're going to uncover more of them. We're going to help you to see dead people. Uh, and we'll see you after these messages, unless you subscribe to the Tate channel, in which case, we'll see you after this little teaser. Ready? Which ghosts, see if you can remember this, which ghosts said this? I mean, what sort of moron believes in ghosts? Before I became one, you wouldn't have caught me believing in this sort of nonsense. Who? which ghost was that? Hey, it's Ben here. Shrink the Box is sponsored by BetterHelp. And most of us are very busy. We find it hard to fit an extra, well, extra anything into our day. But what if you had another hour every day? Imagine that. I'd start by working through the massive list of TV shows you guys have got me watching for Shrink. Thing is, we'd all love more time. But actually, if something's really important to us, we prioritize it and make time. And therapy can help you identify what matters to you. And how you can do more of it. So if you're thinking of starting, give BetterHelp a try. I know, I use it. It's great. You get matched with a registered therapist. You can switch if it's not clicking for for no additional charge. It's all online. And that saves you those precious minutes, right? So with over a thousand therapists in the UK already, BetterHelp can provide access to mental health professionals with a wide variety of expertise. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash shrinkthebox today to get 10% off your first month. That's better, H-E-L-P dot com slash shrink the box. There's a lot happening these days, but I have just the thing to get you up to speed on what matters without taking too much of your time. 
The Seven from the Washington Post is a podcast that gives you the seven most important and interesting stories, and we always try to save room for something fun. You get it all in about seven minutes or less. I'm Hannah Jewell. I'll get you caught up with The Seven every weekday. So follow The Seven right now. Luckily, I didn't do an impression. We are back, ghost fans. And that quote I can reveal was Lady Button. The Grey Lady. Hey, oh, I miss ghosts. I mm. want to watch it all over again. This is from Carly in Brighton, who says, Hey, S and B. I love the live edition, A Shrink, with Kyle from Ghosts. Me and my sister are huge fans of this show, particularly Pat Butcher, played by the brilliant Jim Howick. He's also brilliant in the much underrated family sitcom Here We Go, alongside Catherine Parkinson. I also wondered if you'd thought of putting his character, the Verderer, on the couch in Bridget Christie's brilliant super cool new comedy, The Change, on Channel 4. He plays a sort of right-wing, anti-woke, local DJ, an interesting antagonist of sorts, although he only features occasionally, so maybe better to cover Linda, the main character, who runs away from her family on a motorbike and lives in the forest to come to terms with the effects of the menopause, and more importantly, a family that don't appreciate her. It looks at the treatment of middle-aged women by society, the collective consciousness of a small village, and the environment. That actually, that actually sounds fucking good. It sounds amazing. But um, it's Bridget Christie, so it's going to be yeah. fucking good, because she is fucking good. Anyway, uh, says uh, uh, Carly, I digress. Uh, ghosts. Please could Sasha give us a little more on the ghosts you didn't have time to cover in the live show, particularly Mary, who is the best ghost, in my opinion, before she got sucked off, <laughs> taken away. Uh, from being a ghost into another world in season four. Being burned at the stake for being a witch must have influenced a fair amount of how she behaves in the afterlife. I'd also love to know how their particular deaths might have informed their characters as ghosts. Thanks so much and keep up the good work. Love the pod. Carly. Yeah. I think it's interesting that she mentions both... Mary. Mary, but also the change and the menopause show. Because they're both, I mean, I haven't watched the change. I've read about it and it's definitely on on my list and something I really want to watch. Both of them seem to be about how women are seen and the fear people have around women, particularly older women. I mean, Mary was burnt as which she wasn't an older woman, but often it was the postmenopausal women that become very threatening to society. And I think that there's so much more talked about about menopause now. There's been loads of documentaries and I think women are talking about it. And it's just brilliant that Bridget Christie has done this show. And I've actually seen her stand-up show about uh, menopause Mm. as well. Yeah, so Mary, in a way, I think, represents some of that fear that have that people have around women who are too clever, women who are too wise, people who have knowledge. Nowadays, it's less so, but I think it's still there. I mean, in, in the whole incel movement. I'm going slightly off topic now, but no, it's no, just, but it's all, it, it, it all ties in that that idea of threat. The idea that, you know, when women are young, these sort of sexual playthings for Mm. men because they're they're, they're the fantasy or whatever. And then they get older and now, oh, they haven't got their looks anymore. And even worse, because they've got older, they've been alive for longer. They're Mm. fucking smarter too. Mm. To a lot of like uh, prehistoric thinking men, that's like, well, what the fuck do they want from me? What's the point of them? (laughs) Yeah. You know, they're they're probably going to hate me. You know, they're going to be against me. It's just, it's all fucking bollocks, of course. But yeah. And if they're not there to serve me or pleasure me and please me in, in some way, then they have to be destroyed. 
seeing them as witches, although we don't call it that nowadays. I think there were very many kind of ways in which that is still being played out. But Mary was seen as a witch, and that that was the way that, that women were kind of kept in their place, the women that couldn't be corralled or were seen as a bit different or who didn't want to just be, be doormats or um, mm. subservient. And we don't learn a huge amount about Mary, other than knowing that she was burnt as, as a witch. So clearly she did have a, a wisdom and a, a power or a strength or something that, that challenged the men of the time. But she, as a ghost 300 years on or whatever, is still traumatized by being burnt at the stake, as you would be. It's a really traumatic death. And I think it's interesting in in Carly's email as well, how she says how the manner of their death might have influenced them. Mm. And definitely with Mary, more than any of them, I think the manner of her death being deliberately burned, this was a vindictive act. They were out to destroy her in the most painful way. And clearly she's got PTSD. Clearly she has not got over this this trauma and as PTSD does it has lived with her to the point of every time she smells some burning in the house she's triggered back there yeah we saw with Catherine Kaywood in Happy Valley how post-traumatic stress can live in 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 your body in your physiology and something like a smell or seeing something that reminds you of it or a sound for a lot of soldiers like the sound of a car backfiring or something having those senses reawakened you're back in the moment and mary does that every time she smells smoke she she panics and she runs away she's also the only ghost that you can smell yeah because so if you're alive you can smell her if you, yeah. if you walk through her so then that i it don't lingered. know maybe uh, yeah. it's a reach but like it it's a smell that's there to remind you of of a horror that your ancestors would have probably been uh, would have had no problem with. I think that's absolutely true. You know I, mean? I think it's it's a good representation. I hadn't thought of it till you said it, but I, of how nothing really goes away. It's in the air. Mm. It's in the ether. With her, literally in the form of a, a smell. But with all of them, and we did talk about this with Kyle a little bit of of how the echoes of the traumas of the past. Oh yeah still stay around however much we want to think we're sort of sanitized and that's why it's kind of so interesting putting it together with that that show about the the change and Mm. the menopause we'd like to think we're so enlightened now but actually there are so many ways in which there are echoes and resonances of the traumas that our ancestors have gone through both in terms of being a woman being a person of Mm -hmm. color we are still carrying some of those burdens no doubt And, and what about kitty as well Kitty, I think, is similarly carrying a trauma that she doesn't want to look at, the trauma of both being a woman and a woman of colour. And I think what's really interesting is that she is chirpy and relentlessly positive, very different from Mary. Mary's very kind of, she kind of owns the negativity and the Mm -hmm. fear and the pessimism. Um, Whereas Kitty's showing another version of it where she's just endlessly, let's be friends forever and everything's Mm -hmm. lovely and my sister adored me and everything was great. But she's using that as a defense to hide how lonely she was and how ostracized she was. She was endlessly being told, you don't belong here, which of course... She doesn't realize she's risking ostracism with her behavior as well, does she? Because she has no boundaries, so she's just right in your face Mm. saying like, I want to sleep here or like, let's play together, let's do this. Do you know what I mean? It's, It's really irritating. It is. 
I know. And it's really sad because it's like what so many people do is that they're trying so hard to get something that they're actually pushing that thing yeah, exactly. away. Um, and yeah, she shows that really well. It's a really good point. Um, and she just wants everyone to get on. She's always wanting everyone to be friends. She wants everyone to play together and always such a jolly, happy family. And it's like she's convincing herself because the family that she came from or that she ended up in was adopted into was clearly not mm. one where everybody was friends and wanted to get on. And she was deliberately kind of locked in cupboards. That awful story about, oh, we used to play hide and seek and I was so good at it that my sister couldn't find me. It's like, yeah, clearly she didn't try to find yeah. you. She wanted you to stay in the cupboard for a night. It's awful. It's very sad. It's kind of amazing, really. Like hearing you talk that way. Uh, I mean, if you if you started the podcast for some reason in the midst of what you just said, you'd think we were talking about a heartbreaking drama. Yes. You know? So it's kind <laughs> of again like kudos to the writers mm. of that show, man, because yeah. the show's consistently hilarious yeah. with all that happening underneath. Mm. You know. And it's not accidental. It's it's happening. It is there. Yeah. They don't mind putting it up front. But yeah. it never gets mawkish. No. That's a real achievement, I think. I think the writers of that are, are geniuses, yeah, really. Brilliant. The amount they the get in. the fact that they share it out so much between them, the cast, I think that's probably one of the reasons. They probably have a mawkish like, alarm, do you know what I mean? No, yes. that's too <laughs> maudlin. We don't need to do it that way. Mm. They, they probably keep that vibe going mm. from being so open with their writing. Yeah, and I think what's really lovely about it, and that's why it's quite nice to revisit it a little bit, because of the fact that each character is so different and each character brings the prejudices and the defences of their age, and you can see that evolution. But it's still somebody who was hurt who is defending against that hurt, mm. whether it's... Fanny, the Edwardian woman who is defending against the fact that her husband didn't love her because clearly it was a forced marriage because he was gay and it was advantageous. Mm -hmm. And she's having to hide her sexuality. Another thing that women weren't allowed to do over the years was to be, be a sexual being. She had to keep that button down in the same way that the captain had to keep his homosexuality buttoned down, in the same way that Mary had to keep her intelligence buttoned oh down. Gosh, yeah. All There's because just... of just the fucking year they were born in. Yeah, yeah. And the society they live in. Mm. And what people were most frightened of at that time. At the time. Whether they were scared of people of colour, whether they were scared of women, whether they were scared of um, homosexuality. These things repeat and repeat and repeat. We're more open about things now, but it's all still there. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, um, in, in, the, in the big sort of story of good versus evil that goes on in our heads, in the fucking movie of our life in our heads, mm -hmm. we, we still need an antagonist yeah. to make ourselves feel better or stronger yeah. or that we're doing the right thing. Absolutely. And yeah, we're taking it to the extreme now with the uh, the cancel culture and the yeah, um, the blaming of, of people when uh, you don't agree with them. But also just trying to keep women down. I mean, when I think about the abortion laws that have changed oh. in America, oh, it's just another version of, oh, women can't be allowed to have ownership of their own bodies. They can't be allowed to be intelligent women in, you know, good jobs and making decisions because they're just baby making machines and we're mm. going to make sure they know it. And then also, I mean, again, we've looked at it in a, in a couple of our series, you know, the same way that people of colour have to be kept down in the ghetto and, you know, whether, whether I mean, in fact, the, the shows that mainly we've looked at with people um, of colour have been set in the world of drugs, but that shows how few series we, we've got to look at when yeah. that isn't where the black people are the yeah. protagonists. True, I mean, true. there's been a couple, but we have been looking, haven't we, to 
have more diversity and uh, we've had to we struggled a bit yeah, it's to been find... an interesting uh, process you're right because we've had to like go we've done so many we've got like a white adult male mm. um but the show's fucking amazing yeah so why wouldn't you do that it's a bona fide classic mm. and then we start to realize we've got to open this up mm. and you see the problem laid bare in yeah. front of you. It's like, I would like the range of shows that you have about this type of human being, about yeah. every human being. Yeah. But I just don't. No. I mean, this, they're not there. They're starting to come, but not not enough. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see what happens. Andy has written in to suggest a show that, I mean, this is like, this show is haunting me because everybody I speak to is like, have you seen this yet? Have you seen this yet? Have you seen this? No, I have not seen it yet. I want to. <laughs> Give me a break. Andy says he's really enjoying the show. Would love to hear an episode on Amy and Danny from Beef, show that a lot of people are talking about. But um, really, you could do a show on absolutely any of the characters from this brilliant series. Uh, look forward to the new apps. Keep up the good work. Beef on is on Netflix. I, it's been called one of the most riveting shows of the year. It's this kind of dark drama comedy thing about revenge. I like talking about resentments. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So uh, if there's, this is a show about a growing resentment, maybe it might be worth... Um, well, it fuels so much of our behaviour resentment, doesn't it? Oh, we man, all feel massively. a bit hard done by in some yeah. respect. <laughs> yeah, I love it when I'm watching sports and people, you know, sports man or woman comes up against an old foe and the interviewer always says, is this revenge? And they go, oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> They're a great person. For me, it's all about looking forward winning the winning the match and, and being a champion and you just watch me thinking of course it's fucking revenge <laughs> we know what it is all right um yeah any any send in your ideas and thoughts shrink the box at sonymusic.com you know the deal uh, let's do one more um this is from carl in johannesburg south africa really are going worldwide i love this really, um hey sasha and ben i know your virtual mail i know your virtual mailbag is bulging with suggestions <laughs> But with the final season of Barry underway... Oh, God, I've got to fucking watch Barry as well. Oh! <laughs> I've made a start and have I you? am enjoying yeah, it. Yeah, everyone I says it's great. I'm going to have to do it. Um, it got me thinking that the titular character, Barry Berkman, would be a great subject of discussion. If you don't know about Barry, he's a ruthless assassin, albeit a lonely, dissatisfied one, who finds his purpose when he stumbles across an acting class run by the incredible Henry Winkler. Well, it's more PTSD. We've been seeing it with Mary. Barry, I think, has got PTSD. Okay, right. Um, The episodes are generally a bite-sized 30 minutes. Okay, this is good. This is good, (laughs) Carl, from Johannesburg. And there are only eight episodes in the first series. It stars Bill Hader. Love Bill Hader. Uh, Stephen Root, Sarah Goldberg, and Anthony Corrigan as the unforgettable... No ho Hank. You're like no ho Hank. Mafia man, like no other. Okay. But the most interesting aspect of choosing this show for Shrink the Box is that Ben, being an actor, be able to give great insights into the process (laughs) of acting, how deep you have to dig yourself into to find a character, and how acting could possibly be a form of therapy. Oh, God, you want to hear that? You want to hear about that, Carl? Well, I, I was laughing as well because it's set in an acting class and the acting teacher is the Fonz, Henry yeah. Winkler. Carl says, uh, sorry to add to the list, but I think I just think Barry is too good to miss. I also recommend season two, which is a whole nother level of Barry brilliance. Thanks for the thought-provoking show from Carl. All right, Barry and Beef. Beef and Barry. Thanks to our production team. Uh, production management is Lily Hambly, assistant producer Marnie Woodmead, social media Jonathan Amieri, studio engineer is Teddy Riley, and the mix engineer is Gulliver Tickle.
The senior producer is Selena Reem and exec producer Simon Poole. And if you want to listen to more and get Kermode and Mayo's take without the ads and their bonus content, subscribe to Extra Takes. Start your free trial by clicking Try Free at the top of the Shrink the Box show page on Apple Podcasts or just visit extratakes.com. Right, so this is us. We are definitely doing it this time. We're going on a going on a summer break. Feel free to interact with the show, Shrink the Box at sonymusic.com. And uh, give us a follow, you know, catch up on any episodes you've missed in the meantime. I hope you enjoy it and and tell everyone you can to listen. And then we'll definitely come back and make another 24. And thank you for sticking with us uh, and for all your brilliant ideas. We we couldn't do it without you. Could we, I mean, could we, Sash? We could not, no. If they weren't listening after the first few episodes, it would have been very short. Died a death. (laughs) Yeah, short-lived. We just, like, sweep it under the rug, pretend it never happened, get back to our normal lives. (laughs) (laughs) Sasha Bates, who's that? Don't know what you're talking about, mate. Nah, you got the wrong geezer. Um, No, I can't wait. You've a well-deserved break, Sash. You can watch TV for just fun. I'm looking forward to being able to watch TV for fun, but also I'm looking forward to looking at all those suggestions that people have said. There's a few things. Yeah, trying to get ahead of the game, eh? Yeah, but there's a few things that I've not heard of or I wouldn't have thought to watch. True. um, Barry, I wouldn't have thought to watch if people hadn't recommended it. And I've I've started it and I'm really enjoying it. So I'm hoping there's a few more that people have been telling us to do that will help me pass the summer. Good stuff. And any, anywhere nice? Where, where, what are we thinking? Nowhere planned as yet. <laughs> it's going to be Brighton, isn't it? I just know I can see it in your eyes. All right. Well, it's a beautiful coast. It probably will be Brighton. <laughs> Enjoy. Ta-da. Bye. Bye.